foundation of us uh, talking about becoming fully committed disciples and what does a disciple look like and and so we're going to be on this journey throughout the year uh, we're going to have 10 different uh, uh, series that we're going to do that's really going to just launch in to what it means to be a fully committed disciple and I think it's going to be uh, just really transform transforming in our lives uh, today what I want to talk to you about is if we're going to passionately love God, we need to discover purpose, the purpose for us being here. You can't be passionate for God if you don't realize why you're here on this earth. I really believe that. I think I uh, maintained a passion over all of these years in serving God because I know why I'm here. I know why God made me. I, there was a time in my life and uh, unfortunately, uh, I wished I had never gone there and been there. And, but there was a time in my life as a, as a young child, uh, uh, say child in elementary age, where uh, I contemplated suicide because I thought there's got to be more to life than this. I was sitting in that schoolyard. Just, I mean, life wasn't fun. Life isn't always fun. And that's the case for all of us. We all, go, we all have storms, we all have issues, we all have things that we're going through. But uh, I, I remember, there's, I, I was just sitting against the wall with my, my head on uh, my knees up, my, head, my hands over my knees and my head on my, on my hands, and I was just thinking, there's got to be more to life. Just to be born, go to school, graduate, get a job, get married, get old, and die. There's got to be more to life. And I, 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 I contemplated taking my life because I thought there's, there's got to be more than this. And, and it took several years. Thank God I didn't follow through. Unfortunately, I have a little brother at the age of 18 that took his life. And, uh, and so I, I understand that. I understand that 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 can happen. And, uh, but I, I, I remember uh, when I came to know the Lord, he began to reveal to me why he created me, why he designed me, and what his desire is for me. And today, I hope uh, by me unveiling this to you today, that you will become passionate about your life you're passionate about God and what he has for you and what he wants to do in your life. And so will you believe God with me that that will take place? First of all, we're going to start with Matthew's gospel and we're going to look at a scripture in uh, chapter 28, verse 18. And this is Jesus. It says, while he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, excuse me, wrong wrong one then jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me therefore go make disciples now i'll talk about this a little later but this is this is part of our purpose go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and uh, and surely i am with you always to the very end of the age and uh, and so what we want to see here is that we are commissioned not only to make disciples but if we're going to make disciples we've got to be made into a disciple 
And the first thing that I want to uh, talk about, and I'll pr- you'll probably hear me uh, repeat this throughout this, this whole uh, journey that we're going to be on, is that disciples are made. That it is, it is over a process of time. So if you're not there, don't feel condemned. But get on a track. Get, get to taking steps towards being a disciple in Jesus Christ. And so there is going to be some things that are going to be uh, confronting in our lives because, because a disciple, uh, uh, it's, first of all, it's not automatic. Second of all, it's, it's, it's got to be intentional. And, and third of all, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be something that's going to require life change in your lives. In other words, you're doing some things that are not necessarily bad, but they're things that a disciple would not do. And in other words, you might be living your life doing things that are not bad, but it's not fulfilling your purpose. And that's why you're not passionate. You're not passionate about God. You're not passionate about making a life-giving difference in the lives of others. And so today, hopefully, you'll see some of these things in your life. Uh, Romans chapter 12 tells us that we're to live our lives like this all of the time. Matter of fact, it says, never be lacking in zeal or passion, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Keep your passion serving God. You have to hold on to it. In other words, there's going to be times where where you, you will have the opportunity to lose your passion, and it can leak if you don't guard your heart. The Bible says that we got to guard our heart with all diligence. One of the best places where you, and how to guard your heart is to guard your mind. Watch what, watch what you allow in your thinking. Because wherever your thoughts go is where your heart's going to go. And so you've got to guard your heart. I was sharing this with someone today. You've got to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You can't, you can't just think anything that, you, that comes into your mind and meditate it. Though it comes there doesn't mean that it needs to stay there. Because you can have some crazy thoughts. And I have some crazy thoughts all the time and it's like what are you thinking i'm not at that time somebody else is thinking for me thinking dumb stuff so you got you've got to watch it and so what we want to do as a church is we want to we want to mature up and to be mature is we want to we want to take responsibility responsibility for our life responsibility where god wants us to be responsible in in a local church you know that you have responsibility. Some people don't ever see that they have responsibility. They think their responsibility is just to come to church and, and see what they can get, but that's not it. It's what, not only what you can get, it's but what you can contribute. Yeah. It, you're part of a family. In any good family, healthy family, there's, there's, a, there's a mutual benefit that takes place. There's a, there's a give and a pull. There's a uh, giving and receiving in any good relationship. And so God wants us to be responsible. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be self-disciplined. And he wants us to be uh, self-motivated, self-feeding in our lives so that we are growing up into the person that God wants us to grow up into. Let me say this. Can I? You got to get fed up with the life that you have outside of what the life that God wants for you. You gotta get you gotta get tired of being tired. Some of some some of you, you, you you're living your life 
and it, you're, you're just running into the same wall over and 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 over again. And, and it's like, get a clue. If you keep doing the same things that you've always done, you're going to have what you've always had. And so you've got to make a change. Well, that's what, it, what, that's what becoming a disciple means. It means having God's best. It's not an easy life. Nobody said that Christianity is easy, and if they did, then they're wrong. It's a disciplined life. Jesus said it this way. He says, you've got to deny yourself. You can't follow me without denying yourself. You can't be selfish and pursue me at the same time. So you're not going to discover your purpose with a casual pursuit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some discipline on your part. You're going to you're gonna have to press in to find out. Well, today, you've done that. You've pressed through the cold. You, you had the battle of the blankets this morning. And you won. Come on now, give yourself a hand. Yeah, you won. You got, you got here. And so you have to show some discipline this morning to get up and get out of bed and get here. Isn't that right? Some of you were a little late, but you still got here. You're getting there. You're getting there. Come on. And, and so you, you, it's going to take some discipline to discover your purpose. And so today is part of the discovery of, of your purpose. You get to discover your purpose. And I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to talk about your purpose today. The first thing I, wanna, I want you to see, and if you're taking notes, uh, you may not know this, but in, in our worship guide, those notes are there for you so that you can go back and review them. And, and also at the Welcome Center, there's a three-ring binder that's free of charge. You can go pick it up and, and you can put those in so that you can go back and review them so they're not just everywhere. But the first thing that we want to look at today in discovering your purpose and what it's all about is, number one, is your purpose is people. Amen. It's people. He said, go make disciples. In other words, he pointed, he pointed his disciples to, to people. Your purpose is people. It's amazing how many people are looking for a function, thinking that that's their purpose, rather than looking at people and realizing that that's their purpose. God dealt with me a long time ago. He says, it's not your call. It's not your, uh, releasing your gifts that's your purpose. It's loving me and loving others. Amen. He dealt with me. It rocked my world. It changed my world. It changed everything. Because I guarantee you, if I still had the same attitude that I had before, then I, at some point, would have thrown up my hands because sometimes it can be difficult to pastor. You think parenting a couple of kids is tough. You ought to parent a lot of you. Isn't that right? You got the high-maintenance people. You got the low-maintenance people. And then you got the people that you're trying to get started. And you're getting the people, you're, you're, you, you got the people that you're having to do CPR to. Because they done died on you. You know what I'm talking about? And so, yeah, it can be, it can be a difficult time. And so I'm glad that God showed me, listen, your purpose is to love me and to love others. And I can't tell you how many people I talk to 
that they're just hanging out, just waiting to, for something to happen, something to open up. And I'm saying, you get busy ministering to people, loving people, helping people, making a difference in people, adding value to people, helping them to go to another level, helping them to take their next step in Jesus Christ. That's your purpose. And if you'll do that, you are operating in your purpose. The other things, they'll work out. Amen? Amen. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. We'll start there. It says, While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside seeking to speak to him. Talking about Jesus, mother and brothers. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. And he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and he said, Here is my mother, here are my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sisters and my mother. Wow, that's an interesting, interesting dialogue that's taking place here. I always question that. It's like, what do you mean? Why, why is he rejecting his mother? Is he rejecting his brothers that were outside wanting to see him? No, he was making a point. He was saying, this is, he pointed to his disciples and he says, this is what a disciple truly looks like. A disciple is family. My, my disciples are family. Here's the point I want to make. We need to be family as a church. We need to make sure that we're reaching out and we're bringing in as many people as we feasibly and possibly can in this short life called a vapor into the family of God as we possibly can. You know, my dad died at the age of 29, I believe. And uh, he was in a car accident, alcohol-related. He was drinking. Uh, his cousin was drinking. And it was, uh, they hit a semi head-on. And, uh, and, and so his life ended very, very early. And so I really knew, didn't know my dad. I was uh, three years old when the accident took place. He was in a coma for a few months and, and uh, four years old when he passed. And, uh, and as I was preparing this message, I was thinking, you know, we need to reach people of all ages because we just don't know. We just don't know when life will end for some. It could be that uh, today you will be presented an opportunity to give your life for Christ. Thank God you're here. Don't think that you have another day. It could end for you today. May, don't, I'm not trying to scare you in the kingdom of God because the love of God leads us to repentance. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Understand that God is a good God and the devil is bad. Just understand that. But I was thinking, you know, this is what it's all about. If we're sitting around trying to find our place of function 
rather than getting in there and just loving people and making a difference in the lives of people and bringing them in. Let me tell you, that's what all our dream teamers are all about. Thank God for those that are involved, engaged in ministry. We're all doing our part so that we can make sure that those that come in here can be ministered to without distraction, without uh, reservation, so that we can be a, a vessel of God to impact their lives. And every one of us, I want to encourage to be involved and engaged in ministry. But more importantly, that in our daily lives, that we're always reaching out. Don't worry about if you're going to have a platform or not. Your platform is where you're at. First people we need to be reaching is the lost. Because they're most important. Because their life could end just like my dad's in the instant of time. Secondly is our relationships. We need to make sure that our relationships are where they need to be. Our family, our, our loved ones. And then our, our church. We need to be engaged in these three areas. Are you, are you with me? Are you tracking with me? And you have a call. You have a calling of God on your life. My responsibility, according to Ephesians, is I'm to prepare you for the works of the ministry. And I'm doing that today. I'm equipping you. I'm, I'm not only equipping you, but I'm giving you the authority to go out and make a difference. Amen. Let's do this together. Let's reach this city. Let's build the kingdom of God. Let's build our local church so that we can be more uh, influential and make a bigger impact in and through our lives. Amen. It's all about, it's all about reaching people. The second thing I want us to look at today is that your purpose is eternal. It's eternal. It doesn't only impact people's lives while they're here, but it also will impact them for eternity. We don't understand eternity because we live in time. There's a beginning and there's an end. We just don't understand eternity, but I'm here to tell you that if we will if we will recognize that, uh, that everybody goes into eternity. My dad is in eternity. He's, he's in eternity. Hopefully, at some point before he passed, that he made a personal commitment to Jesus Christ. I can't go back and change that, nor can anybody else. Hopefully, he made that, he made that difference. He made that, uh, that decision, and he had invited Jesus Christ into into his life but i want you to see what ecclesiastes 3:11 says it says he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time he has also planted eternity a sense of divine purpose in the human heart a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except god yet man cannot find out comprehend grasp what god has done his overall plan from the beginning to the end. God has put eternity in our hearts. In other words, we have a longing, a longing to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. I, I've discovered this over the many, many years of, and decades of pastoring and, and leading in, in, in the local church, uh, leading small groups uh, throughout the uh, three, over three decades. I, I've discovered this. 
that the, 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 the people that are mis, most dissatisfied people on the face of this earth are those that are living for themselves and not living for others. It's one of the hardest things for me to uh, communicate and, and honestly to get through to people's li- uh, in, in minds and in, in, into their thinking. But let me tell you, if you will ever just reach out, as Pastor Bobby said, and just reach out in faith and apply God's word uh, to your life, it will, it will, begin, to, it will begin to make uh, sense to you like n- no other time. If you, will just, if you will just go ahead and give your life away and start living your life, oh, my life's okay, I'm doing good. You're really not. Really, evaluate your life. Are you struggling? Are you always in conflict? Are you conflicted inside? Are you conflicted in your relationships? Uh, Is there a peace that's constant in your life that passes all understanding? Are you full of joy or do you have the fruits of the Spirit in operation? Or are you always in conflict, agitated, just seems like something's irritating you? And and you're always blaming somebody else. Can I tell you it's the flesh, it's selfishness, it's, it's living for yourself, being self-absorbed. And let me, our culture is, uh, and our society is driven by selfishness. And don't think it doesn't uh, affect your life. It affects your life. I remember my, some of you know, and may not know, I don't know, uh, I, I was, I've, I've been divorced. When I came to the Lord, I came in. Man, God just did a, a miraculous work in me. And uh, my ex-wife, again, this was years and years ago, but my ex-wife, she, she, didn't want, she backslid, and she didn't want to follow God, and, uh, and so she wanted a divorce, and there was nothing I could do about it. And, uh, and I received, I got uh, custody of our son, and so every other week uh, he, would, he would spend the weekend with her. And every time he was with her, uh, his attitude would just totally change. When I got him back, I had to administer the rod of correction to him a number of times before it, I straightened that attitude out. And, and what it was, is it was, his, it was the culture that he entered into influenced his life. And I'm here to tell you that the same thing with us. That's why fasting and praying is so important to me. I know I live in a selfish uh, society and culture. I have to fast. I have to do it for my own benefit. Not only the scripture instructed, but I need to do it so that I, I can shed some of the things that have attached themselves to me over the course of, a, of the year. Of course, I fast throughout the year. And, and so, so I would have to take that rod of correction. And the, this, the word of God is our rod of correction, trying to correct us today. And if we'll just receive it and just go ahead and allow it to straighten us up and correct us, then it's going to get us on the path that we need to be on so that we can be everything that God wants us to be. We need to be eternal focused, not temporal focused. Every here, everything here that's on this earth, it's all going to fade away. It's all going to pass. One day, everything that you've accomplished, everything that you have accumulated will soon be passing. And at the close of your life, you're going to care less about those things. The only thing that you're going to care about is who's going with you. Amen? 
So it's eternal. And lastly, it's rewarded. Your purpose is rewarded. Jesus takes note. And I close with this because I think it's so important that we understand the, the power of influence. There was one roofer that reached out to me, and if you've been around, you've heard this before, but there was one roofer that reached out to me uh, 33 years ago, I believe it's been now. My mother. 32. We'll get it, we'll get it right. 32 and counting. 32 years ago, he reached out to me, befriended me. He embraced me. He, he reached out, and, and I was in, in desperate need of Jesus Christ. I, I honestly believe that I probably would have uh, drank myself to death because I was a, a, a very uh, severe alcoholic. And uh, he reached out to me. And because of his influence, God has used me to be able to influence lots and lots of people, directly and indirectly. Uh, statistics say that even the, the most introverted individual in their lifetime will influence 10,000 people. In other words, 10,000 people in their lifetime will make decisions based on the influence of that one introverted person. The, the, the power of our influence is so, so important. God created us to, to, to subdue this earth, to have influence here on this earth, to have dominion on this earth, to be leaders here on this earth. Leadership is influence. And so I want to read to you, Jesus takes this very personally. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9 through 12, it says, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from salvation. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the work that you have done for him? He remembers the love that you have demonstrated as you continually serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. Now get this. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm. Or we could put it this way, lose your passion. But follow the example of those who have fully received what God has promised because they of their strong faith and patient endurance. You know, anytime we're reaching out to people, as I said earlier, I believe that's when we're the most fulfilled and the most passionate. It's when we're selfish, when we're self-absorbed, living for ourselves, that we lose our passion. How do we know if we're, if we're operating in our, our purpose? Jesus said, as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. Anytime we're reaching out to anybody, babies, Young people, old people, everybody in between, we're doing it under Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus says you will be rewarded. Remember the rich young ruler that he went 
that came to Jesus said, what must I do to be saved? And he said, do all these things. And he says, I've been doing those things since I was a youth. And Jesus said, loving him, he says, one thing you've lacked, but give, sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and, and, uh, and then come and follow me. You remember that story in Mark chapter 10? And, uh, and, then, and then the disciples were boggled at what he said. And he, they said, man, then who could be saved? Because we've got lots and who all's going to give all that up? And, of course, we understand Jesus said, he went on to say, it's those that put their trust in riches. They had their trust in the wrong place. And so he wanted them to redirect their, their, his trust to Jesus. And then the disciples were still questioning it. And he says, listen, there's not anybody that's left all these things. That's left family members, that's left lands, left all these things. That in this lifetime that they will not receive a hundredfold, plus in the life to come, eternal life. Amen. Jesus says, I'm going to reward it. There's not anything that you give up that I, I'm not going to take care of you in response, and I'm going to respond to it and take care of you. That's what Jesus is saying. And so what I'm going to say to you today, in order to be passionately in love with God, that you would discover your purpose, and your purpose is discovered. It's been revealed to you today. It is people. It's eternal. It's not something temporal. Thank God that we can do some things that help people, but I'm here to tell you the main thing that ought, ought to be in our thinking. You ought, when you go to your jobs every day, it, you shouldn't go to your jobs just to do a job. You ought to be on mission to fulfill your purpose at your job. Amen. And your purpose is people. You need to just be looking. Listen, your job is not your purpose. Your, po- your job is there to be used for your purpose. Doesn't make your job unimportant. But what it is, is it's a, it's a channel for you to be used in the lives of others. Always keep your eyes open. Always be looking for people. Always be saying, God, who do you want me to touch? Who do you want me to impact? What do you want to do today in and through my life? Amen? And so with all that being said, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Let's pray.